What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome into the latest Gators Online show. Zach Albaverde and Nick Del Torre here, and we've got a lot to discuss on today's episode as uh, a lot happening in the transfer portal, a lot happening on the recruiting trail, busy weekend for the Gators, and obviously Trevor Etienne dominating the news of today as we record this on Thursday night. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Um I, I, I we're gonna catch up on sleep at some point, but this uh this transfer portal is just like phone calls, news, phone calls, news. Um oh yeah, there's also two coaches that are having to be hired too. That too. Running through the portal with uh eight coaches. Um in all kinds of weather. It just continues to rain, though. Um it would like to see, I think, more urgency and with some of the news coming out. Um, Florida had seemed to be Zach. Remember, like when Billy first got here, something would happen and they had like news to back it up. Ah, shoot, somebody decommitted. Here's two more commits. Um, so I was expecting you know Trevor to hit the portal today and the the defensive backs coach is hired (laughs) or something (laughs) like that. Uh, it just doesn't seem like there has been news that's you know equally as good as you know perceived to be bad that's coming out. So Florida's got some work to do. Yeah, and they are, you know, obviously evaluating guys that are hitting the portal. They've sent out some offers. Uh, they're scheduled to be hosting three official visitors this weekend as transfers along with the recruits that are coming in. We'll get into that at the end of the show. We'll talk about some other happenings with the football program. But obviously we got to open with the Trevor Etienne news, our reaction to it how it happened, why it happened, what it means for the Gators. And, um, Nick, there's been a lot of losses in the transfer portal era, you know, since 2021 when it really kind of took off. And uh, this is the first one, though, that this is the biggest blow for sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the impact of it, but just at the end of the day, this is one of your most talented players, and he is leaving and no matter how you spin it or try to sugarcoat it or, you know, maybe think that it could be okay, it's still not good. I think that, I mean, you can see that the way football is going, the way the rules have changed, um, the running back position is not valued at the NFL level. It, it hasn't become that quite yet at college, but you can get, you can replace Trevor Etienne's production, I think. Um, he and Montrell were very similar in their production and in, in, in their carries, their yards. Um, I, I think what it really says is, or what it causes fans to question is, do the players not believe anymore? Because this is a guy who could be starting for probably any school in the SEC, wasn't really starting you uh, for your team. Um, I, I put in my yeah, what, what, no, wasn't no, wasn't really. I mean, he wasn't, he was not started the, start. the last game. <laughs> started, started, yeah. started the last game. There, there I, were 12 games back. in the season, Nick. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, let's <laughs> hold on, let's let's be clear because if you're going to read my insider at Gators Online tonight, mm-hmm. like there are reasons why he yeah. left, and as much as he's never going to say anything publicly bad about Montreal, and I don't think he has any ill will towards Montreal. Mm-hmm. 
why have transfers happened from the beginning of time in college sports and specifically college football? Why did Brock Berlin leave the University of Florida? To play. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason why Trevor Etienne is leaving. And there are, there are several factors that went into it. And as you heard from his mama tonight on Twitter, this was a we decision. Uh, but, you know, I think it's 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 not hard to, to kind of figure out what's what's happening here. Um, I, I do think it's important to, to note that this is not a situation, Nick, where Florida got outbid from an NIL standpoint. I think Trevor played in 24 games. Um, he he had 15 or more carries five times. Yeah, I mean this is a, this is about carries. Um, I also think though again that there's, you know, his brother didn't hide the fact um, that he wanted to see Trevor maybe look around, and I think his mom got to that point as well, and they made a decision that was best for the ETN family according to her. So. Um, at the end of the day, this is something that is is not a good look for Florida. It's bad timing. It's just another hit that they got to take now. Um, but, Nick, you did a breakdown of Florida's running back room, and you know there is a scenario where this this could have been catastrophic, this, this decision from ETN. And that is if Cam Carroll never gets hurt, plays this year, Exhaust his eligibility and he's done. And, also, and, and if, also if Montreal Johnson decides to turn pro and he's gone, now now ETN's exit is is a really really big deal. Florida is in the fortunate situation where not only do they get Cam Carroll back um, and get him this year instead of in 2023, but you might get Montreal Johnson back. And if you have two senior running backs. Um, that that's one way to maybe feel better about this guy departing, the, the and um, you know, and it's uh, <laughs> grabbing grabbing branches on the tree as you fall down, Zach. Hold on to something. No, I mean because if if Montreal had made a decision to turn pro, and Carroll never gets hurt, now you're really scrambling in the portal, yeah. and you're relying on some young running backs. And I think both Webb and Daniels are going to get some some carries in 2024, but. Uh, this is going to be the Montreal Johnson Cam Carroll show if if both of those guys are coming back, and we're awaiting official decisions from those guys. But that's what I think we expect at Gators Online, Nick, and um, that's also part of the reason why we're here today. Uh, I think if maybe if Trevor knew that Montreal was leaving, he might not have an issue. Um, but there there might be something to that. Yeah, and and we have to mention, of course, uh, Trayon Webb um, had a, I think, a fourteen carries in week two. Never had more than four, um, and you also get Kenyon Daniels coming in. I looked up Kenyon Daniels' numbers; wild. Incredible. He had four hundred and sixty-three carries for more than forty-eight hundred yards, forty-four or two thousand four thousand four hundred. Or to 4,500 yards, sorry, and 50 touchdowns over the last two years. This is a a kid who can who can definitely run the football. So Florida's running back room will be okay. Like you said, though, if Cam Carroll hadn't been injured um, and exhausted his eligibility and Montreal decided, hey, I'm going to go to the NFL, but maybe if Montreal made that intention clear that Trevor, Trevor Etienne wouldn't be in the portal, um, 
But you can and, be Lafreniere. And I, and I stand by that. I, I, I honestly believe if Montreal was done and had expressed that to Trevor, we might not be here today. I'm not saying we, we totally wouldn't be. Um, I will say if Trevor knew he was going to be the number one guy, um, and more importantly, like you can say, oh, hey, we're going to start you this year. You know, Montreal's back, but you're going to be the starter this year. He's still got to split carries with Montreal, and he knows that. Um, yeah, and at some point it's like you, you, your actions – ah, shout out to Jim McElwain. Your actions speak so loudly I can't hear you talking. So I don't know if, if – <laughs> If I would, if I would have even listened to that coaching staff, like, hey, you're gonna be our starter next year. That's cool. Well, and and look, let's just calling it like it is. Montreal already took somewhat of a backseat this year from a touchdown standpoint. He scored ten touchdowns in 2022, five in 2023. So he took half of the scores away from himself. They went more with Trevor uh, in the red zone, and he scored eight a team high eight touchdowns. So. Mm-hmm. I, like if they would have decided to do that or, or felt like they had to do that to keep Trevor Montreal Johnson doesn't strike me as a guy that, that would have cared about something like that. I think he wants to be the starter, but I don't think he would have like threatened to leave or, or, or not practice one day. Cause he, cause he didn't get the nod. Um, but at the end of the day, this is where Florida's at. And this is, this is part of why they're in this situation with ETN. Uh, if he was, if he was all they had, and, and and this was a, a situation where he was going to come back and get 20-plus carries guaranteed every game, and, and and it'd be the Trevor Etienne show, I'm not sure that he's hitting the portal. But that's that's not what he's looking at uh, in 2024. And don't forget, right. uh, I'm not trying to you know put him in the same category as, as Montreal and, and, and Trevor, but they do – they have a chance to have Cam Carroll back. And if Cam Carroll – Heals up and is where he was at the end of fall training camp when he rushed for over 100 yards in the last scrimmage, had a 70-yard-plus run before he uh, had that knee injury. You know, I mean, that that, that would be another – that'd be another guy that Trevor would have to share carries with in 2024, and he knows that. Um, so that's – to me, that's why we're here, you know. Yeah, and I think – you know, when Trevor's mom comes out and is talking today, I think a big reason why Trevor was in Gainesville to begin with is because of the NFL team where that drafted Travis and where they're located. Um, I think that becomes less of an issue. Trevor's going to be a three-year player. We expect him to enter the draft next year. Um, so that really, if, if the driving force to stay was it's easy for my mom to come and see me play on Saturday and then just drive up, you know, I-95, uh, hit the turnpike um, and, and get to Jacksonville to see him. Like, she can deal with it one one yeah. year, you know, eight, eight more months. And then we're going to both be in the NFL and it'll be, you know, we'll be on different sides of the country. So I want to add to Nick, right. before you finish that thought, like, I'm not saying this is the only reason why we're here. Like, I think there are several factors that went to this decision. I just think that this is this is where it all stems from and this is where the frustrations with him and his family and his brother probably started is because they want to see more trevor and he's sharing the shine right now Mm, sharing bars um it'll be interesting to see where he goes you know because you're going to be sharing the shine in athens um you can go back home to lsu be close to mom um i'm not sure what their running back situation is but 
just talking to Trevor before that game this year, he was excited to play in Death Valley. Uh, wonder yeah. if that's a, a location he wants to play in, you know, eight more times instead of, uh, you know, none, none in this uh, in 2024. Um, I see in the chat too, a lot, a lot of what they're talking about. Um, I don't care who's running and who's running the ball. You need to fix your offensive line. Yeah. Um, and, and there's some guys that are in the transfer portal. Um, Texas A&M has a freshman who started 12 games in the transfer portal. Um, Florida moves. I think they would like to say deliberately. Um, I think, I think it's slow. Um, and, and it, it's, I, I, maybe there is urgency and they're telling guys to be quiet about it. It doesn't feel like there's urgency. And, and for me, if I'm Florida and if you I know they're telling guys to be quiet about it. it, but if I'm running public relations for the university of Florida, once I, you know, put the fire hose down, I look around and say like, Hey, let, maybe send that, send that kid a DM again and be like, Hey, you can, you can tell them we've offered you. They think we've offered three people total. Um, I, I would be looking for ways to get positive news out. Um, and it just seems like they're just, they stick to their, stick to their guns, stick to their laurels, stick to their process for however long it takes. Um, but yeah, it's, you need offensive line help. And I keep saying it, you're not shopping at Neiman Marcus for offensive linemen in the transfer portal. You're shopping at Dollar General. You got to make the best of what you have. The, the guy from Texas A&M is a great offensive lineman. I think Florida needs to get a couple offensive linemen in the portal. Yeah, and uh, we'll see it, You know what they do at running back. there. I think there's obviously still a chance that they might go after one in the portal mm-hmm. or maybe a second running back at the high school ranks. Um, they, they've obviously been recruiting and looking at guys at, at both. See the comment section, Jason V, uh, Nature Rocket. Gator, saying uh, Rocket Sanders. Um <laughs> But uh, yes, 100% worth pursuing. Yeah. Uh, I think our South Carolina site reported that he is going to be in Columbia this weekend. Yeah. So and down to Florida. Yeah, we uh, we obviously will continue to track this. But obviously, I think the most important thing right now is waiting on the official decision for Montreal Johnson uh, and what he's going to do for 2024. I think the expectation from everything we've heard is that Cam Carroll will be back. Uh, may not be available yet in the spring, but again, if he can get to where he was in training camp, he's your not only your your number two, but a, a very good number two. Uh, probably not the talent that Trevor is, um, but the Gators are, are going to be able to go in there with some veteran backs um, and then try to obviously add at least one more piece to go with some really young, talented guys and Webb and Daniels. Um, so, want to jump to this uh, first. Shout out to my perfect franchise uh, before we get into some more transfer portal news. If you are ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream, looking for a side hustle while working your current job, wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy, Andy can help. Andy's a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free. And he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership with franchises. You can learn more and contact Andy anytime at myperfectfranchise.net or calling or texting him at 404-973-9900. 
0-1. And obviously, Nick, uh, Trevor was not the only notable name that has entered the portal for the Gators. Uh, there's There's been a couple guys that have stood out, but I think none more so than Princely Uman Mielin, uh, a starter. I mean, we're talking about Trevor's role and, and what led to him leading the portal. We're talking about a starter here. Um, without a doubt, one of Florida's uh, best players, uh, and according to the staff, their best player on defense. And I think the expectation was that he was going to turn pro after um, really, you know, according to PFF and where he kind of ranked nationally as a pass rusher, as his effectiveness off the edge, I felt like he did enough to warrant making that jump, but he is deciding instead to come back for one more year. And, um, but as we'll get into Nick, he is not, at least according to him himself on social media on X, he has not ruled out a return to Florida, but I think that that's obviously where he's leaning if he's entering the portal. Yeah. So when you go into the transfer portal, the school you're leaving doesn't have to honor or reoffer you a scholarship. Um, you can come back though, for sure. Some guys might have that, that, you know, it might be a two lane road for some guys. I think if Trevor Etienne called Billy up right now and said, Hey coach, my bad. I freaked out a little bit. Can I come back? <laughs> you, you let him back. Um, I think that Florida would take Princely back if he said that. Um, I think I was caught off guard by Princely. I assumed he would just go to the NFL. That seemed, especially when speaking to him, uh, we talked to him FSU week. That seemed, you know, he's like smirking when we're talking about the NFL, things like that. And it's just like, yeah, like this is this has been this kid's dream. I think he came to Florida with a three year plan. Um, and it was he, a four year plan. Remember, he was here in 20. I forgot about that. That's a three-year plan, 2021. He was here in yeah. yeah, he was here in 20. Yeah. He's Forgot a fourth-year junior. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, and he's never he, redshirted, you know? Yeah, yeah. He He's a guy that I think um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I don't know that he has, like, super loyal ties. He was a Texas commit at one point, I think, or a Texas lean. I don't know if he's super loyal to that. Um, I or if he just wants to go somewhere. To home, man. Maybe he goes back with Sean Spencer. Bags. Well, Sean wasn't really. I guess Sean coached him his first year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not his second year. Yeah. And um, and maybe he wouldn't coach him there, but it, th that connection is there. Um, it's the home state. You know, maybe he'll find a better fit or, or someone that he has a connection with at another school that's outside of the state of Texas. But I, if I had to guess that he's going to go somewhere, I would think closer to home um but uh again i was uh, alluding to his post on x formerly twitter uh hmm. there was an account r2bits that tweeted and added d1 prince lee and said curious if he would consider coming back depending on who we hire as coaches on the defensive side of the ball going into the portal allows him to re review all his options while coaching decisions are finalized, it would be a sound business business tactic. <laughs> Princely just quote tweeted and goes, yes. Um, and then responds to his tweet and says, has nothing at all to do with money. Just FYI. So yeah. saying this is not, he's not trying to get into an NIL bidding war. 
uh, between Texas schools and Florida, although that may happen. Listen, listen brother. <laughs> I mean, Price of oil is, it, is good. it might not be about the money, but it could turn into that. Listen, if, if Texas and Texas A&M want to fight over me, have at it. Have at it, buddy. <laughs> Who, who's got who's got more oil? It can be Let's about money. money, baby. Got, I'll be in the portal right now if Texas and Texas A&M want, want to bid, bid against each other for me. And it was just, you know, he, he he did seem like a guy that just was really bought into Billy's program. And I honestly think, you know, Billy talks about developing these guys as men and, you know, having them improve in his program, not just on the field, but off the field. And I feel like Princely is one of those guys that falls into those categories. Um, you know, he really, like, took a turn for the best this year in terms of, like, his role as a leader some of the ways that he did a good job, like handling himself better on social media. Uh, I know he talked about Mark Hockey helping him with that. Um, it's still something that he admits that he struggles with. But, um, you know, obviously he went on that trip to South Africa. That, that was something that he seemed to really appreciate and have an impact on him. So, like, I, I don't think he's leaving Florida with any ill will um, or is, like, unhappy about his role. Uh, he, and he has even said – uh, he has said multiple times, I think, Nick, that things are good with Florida Victorious and they're taking care of yeah. me and um, NIL's on the up and up. So, again, that, that goes back to his comment saying that this is not about money. Um, you know, again, he he has the right to be able to go out there and see, see what his options are, see if something's better. Um, but that's one that we will continue to monitor um, as well as some other guys. But, Nick, I think that that's the last – um, that's the last really surprise or, oh God, or, Zach, or major don't. name that's going to enter the portal. <laughs> Come on, Zach. <laughs> Can't even say things like that. I mean, um, I'm just calling it like it is. I mean, the the names that we've been monitoring, that's kind of where we're at. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, – uh, shoot. Graham, Graham Mertz can't transfer until he graduates. Good, good thing. Um, uh, you have – Eugene Wilson tweeting today, um, just getting started. Uh, that's uh, you breathe, you know, wipe your brow, take a breath of fresh air, sigh of relief. Um, there, when when you look at Trey Wilson, and his impact. Um, it's Florida's Florida's taking some, I think, big shots um, just in the perception of the fan base. Um, the fan base is angry; they're yelling at me. Um, they're yelling at other writers, yelling at each other. Um, it's going to be a long off season, I think, for Billy Napier, and um, they're not going to be good in that spring portal, Zach. So I think I kind of like resigned myself to that last year after you know doing the spring speaking tour and talking to Billy Napier and things like that, and I just resigned myself to like, hey, their process that they are dedicated to, they're just not going to be good in the spring portal, which makes this thirty day window more important and, and of course it's just 30 days to put your name into the portal you don't you know once the portal closes on january 4th it's not like all right well you can't take any more transfers so from that sense you have time you don't have time in the sense that like how long do you think trevor etm will be in the transfer portal how long do you think a player of his caliber will be in the transfer portal and if that's those are the kind of players you need to get you don't have time to start doing research um, and start your process 
when the player tweets his graphic from his school saying he's going into the portal. You should be the second that name is in the database. The phone is ringing. um, DMs are flying. um, NIL money is being promised. Um, Florida has to has to um, get several starters, I think, in the transfer portal. And it starts on both offense, defensive line. You need another quarterback. Like, I I think when Jack Miller graduates in in the spring, I think he'll go and be a graduate transfer. You're going to go into 2024 with two scholarship quarterbacks. But you're also not an attractive place to get a quarterback. You're saying, like, hey, we need you to come in and – not back up Graham really because the, uh, our franchise quarterbacks also here. Um, so like, can you just come? Cause we don't have enough. Like who do you get to come in? You need four scholarship quarterbacks. So Florida needs, I mean, you, you need got Michael Leon to come, come last scholarship year quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Michael um, you, you need, you need a receiver. Like who, who's replacing Ricky and Caleb Douglas. You just got Trevor or sorry, uh, Trey. You don't have Trevor. You got Khalil. You just have, you just have Trey. on Khalil Jackson's name. Khalil, like, I, like, Khalil has been a spectacular catch machine, um, but is he a guy that commands the respect that Ricky Pearsall did? No. No, but, I mean, he's he's uh, still a returning starter. Outside of those two, though, there's no proven receivers, you know. I, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, you, you need five, six deep at that spot. and you, um, You're maybe one, two, maybe two. No, you're two. Listen, K Jack is a playmaker now. Don't make me pull up the highlights. Um, not a lot of plays made on a five and seven team. Yeah. Well, he's one of the guys that can do it. Uh another one of those guys that can do it is Eugene Wilson the third. Some positive news out there for the Gators as uh they had four freshman total named to the freshman all SEC team. Of course, Eugene Wilson and Jordan Castell, TJ Searcy, and Kelby Collins as well. And those were the most in the SEC. And I, I think also why Florida finished five and seven, at least partly, um, when you got that many freshmen that are playing and standing out like that. Um, but with this news came something positive. Uh, not only is it great to have that news like that, but I think more importantly, there was the tweet that came in response to this news coming out from Eugene Wilson, who doesn't tweet too often uh, and <laughs> kind of, I think, made Gator fans freak out a little bit when he uh, got on Twitter after the regular season finale at Florida State that <laughs> same night and tweeted out, a photo of his shoulder pads in the back of his jersey with his name on it on the ground in between his feet. And he tweeted that photo with the caption, God's plan with his uh, fingers uh, together. And uh, that that led to all kind of speculation and concern. And what does that mean? And what type of cryptic? Uh, but I, I think he put all fears uh, to rest on Thursday night when he uh, responded to this tweet about the freshman All-SEC honors and said, just getting started in the swamp. So um, some some positive news out there on social media, Nick, that uh, 
Florida fans know at least they're getting their top receiver back. Uh, returning, should I say? I mean, I, they could have got Ricky back, I guess. That's why he had to declare. But how you got Eugene Wilson Ricky? back. I don't know how they could have gotten Ricky back. He um, still had one more year of eligibility left. How? how? We got to get. We got to get past these. These COVID years, I can't do that. I'm running out of fingers and toes for how many years of eligibility you guys have. I gotta look it up now because I I think he got asked about that at some point, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." So 2019 was when he started, and he never. So yeah, so he never. Yeah, no, I don't know how he could have done that because he never redshirted. No, he was done. I, I joked yeah. with him at a press conference, like he didn't need to declare. He, that yeah, was I, I think I took that as just like a goodbye to Gator Nation thing. Sure, you. sure. Um, but I, I joked with him. I was like, "Hey, is there like some kind of like weird eighth year of eligibility you can get somewhere?" He was like, "I don't know, man." Uh, but <laughs> not not planning on it. If he would have um, redshirted in 2019, then he could have had one more year left, but he did not. Um, but these yeah. guys obviously did not redshirt this year. Yeah, um, these guys are going to be making make going to make an impact, and and I think already have. Um, nobody played more snaps than Jordan Castell played over six hundred and sixty snaps uh, on defense. Um, so, yeah, there were some lumps. Uh, I think towards the end of the year, you're looking at some of the angles he took or missed tackles, and you're just like, hey man, that's six hundred snaps is a lot. Probably uh, didn't play six hundred snaps in two seasons. Uh, you know, or a season and a half in high school. It's, it's a long year. So there is a good nucleus, a good core nucleus, and, and we'll get into this real quick. The problem I see is, so like I, I went back and looked, and Billy Napier has lost half of that bump class. Half of his first class is either gone. David Connor didn't make it very long. Um, but half of that class is in the portal or, or, or has already found a new destination, a new home. Um it just means, like, yes, the 23 class, I think, was better than 22. But you're going to be young again next year? I don't know that anyone – no, there's more than 200 people in this chat, and I don't think a single one of them wants to hear, well, we're young in 2024. No, it's over. And if you don't lose half of your bump class, then you're not young. Then your first class are juniors. Uh, your freshman class is now sophomores, and they played a ton. So, yes, they're, they're, they're young on paper – but don't tell me, ah, well, Jordan Castell is just a true sophomore. They, they also weren't completely young. Like, they were young in spots, and they were young in more spots yeah, on defense and offense. Yeah, but they they weren't young at quarterback. They weren't young on the offensive line. Um, they weren't young at all the receiver spots, and they certainly weren't young at all the secondary spots. Um, you know, Cam Jackson was obviously a junior. So they they had some, some upperclassmen, but there's going to be a lot more in 2024. And, it, yeah. and there's not going to be inexperience. That inexperience and like lack of development and oh, not enough guys that have had a full offseason program. Like that won't be a case next year, um, which should show up. Got to make a difference, you know. And um, so, congratulations to those guys. And uh, as we uh, turn the page here, I want to give a shout out real quick to Prairie Dental Center. If you are in the Gainesville area and uh, are looking for some dental work. The doctor is a UF grad 
who's practiced in town for three decades and has developed a deep understanding of how to diagnose and treat various dental problems, along with advanced skills and knowledge to provide more effective and efficient care to his patients. If you're having dental concerns or just need a cleaning, Prairie Dental Center offers a wide range of personalized care options to meet your individual needs. Give their office a call at 352-373-3431. Tell them Gators Online sent you and your new patient exam will be free. And obviously, we're not just monitoring things on the transfer portal and on the recruiting trail, but also on the coaching carousel as Florida is looking for two coaches at the moment uh, to add to their assistant coaching staff. And one of the candidates that has been now uh, reported first at Gators Online is Will Harris, who is currently with the L.A. Chargers. Um, He is kind of the guy that Billy has zeroed in on. Uh, He's interviewed for the job. I think the expectations are that he's going to uh, eventually get it. And, um, you know, it's interesting, Nick. I thought because of some of the, the options out there in terms of some guys that he that were um, available and had ties with Billy, you know, Doug Belk, TJ Rushing, um, some other guys also in the SEC, that, that maybe he might go with a guy that he's worked with before, but instead it looks like he's um, going with a guy in Will Harris who's obviously coming from the NFL ranks. Had a really good uh, track record at Washington, uh, but is also going to bring some L.A. ties if he indeed comes to Florida. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I think Doug Belk was a guy that I that I put on our defensive coordinator hot board last year, yeah. um, and and would probably have needed a raise, an assistant head coaching job, and co DC to come mm-hmm. and be your secondary coach. Um, also, also worth noting that Georgia's coming after him too. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's interesting the perception um, from talking to some people, um, both agents and, um, and and other coaches around the country. You're looking at Florida, and yes, it's the University of Florida. If you're good, if you if your team is good, if your position group is good at the University of Florida, you can get a better job, a coordinator job, you know, translate that into a head coaching job. You could also be Kurt Roper, you know, helicoptering in onto the Will Muschamp sinking Titanic for eight good months before everyone gets fired. Um, And that's the reality. Billy Napier has to win football games in 2024 or else any coach that comes and joins him will be looking for a new job. Is that enticing? To you, if you're leaving an Oregon who's going to the Big Ten and has all kinds of job security with the season with the season that they're having, is it enticing to come and potentially get fired with a different coaching staff? Well, and also too, you got to look at where guys are too. Like some of the guys that we had on our hot boards were part of staffs that have been fired, were in needs of jobs, so. That creates some opportunity where if you're hesitant maybe to come to Florida because there is some of that pressure here. Um, if you need a job, you need a job. Uh, and I don't know where things stand with uh, the L.A. Well, Chargers, yeah. uh, you know, job security there. But that that might also factor into this here. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, but- and you're just like an assistant secondary coach. Um, 
which I mean, I think that should help the timeline. Like you're not going to have to wait. Like if you had to, when Florida hired Rob sale, they had to wait until the Giants' season ended in January. Yeah, no, they now, won't have to, they won't have to wait until this season. And, over you, and you can tell kids like, Hey, this is going to be the guy. Um, but it's different saying like, Hey, turn your TV on Sunday and watch the Giants <laughs> versus like, Hey, Rob will be in your living room uh, this Thursday to for an in-home visit. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how this plays out when this uh, could become official. But but obviously, uh, he's become uh, the name to watch at the DB spot. And then uh, we're continuing to track where, what things happen on the D-line front. Uh, no Chris Rump. No Ed Orgeron. Uh, oh, Gojo. Nick had to disappoint all the uh, Florida fans out there. I would love someone. Update. Someone, if, you, if you've made it to this point of the show, where did you hear – about Edo coming to Florida because none of us know where that started. I, I think there was a, I think there was a tweet that From started. Uh, I saw it. It was like, a, it was some random account, man. That was like breaking and oh, Orgeron expected to join Florida staff. And it, it started getting quote tweeted and retweeted. And that was it. You know, <sighs> All on Elon's Twitter, huh? Yeah. You know, um, wh- what direction do you expect the D-line search to go? Do you think that it's a will be someone that has a Napier tie? Do you think he'll go NFL? Do you think uh, – what's the holdup also as well? Ah, why well, move fast when you can move slow, I guess, is the holdup. Um I, I don't know. I, I was talking to some people and, and I don't know that Florida is getting their first option at either of these coaching spots. Um, I think I looked at a guy like Chris Rumpf. They were interested in a guy like Elijah Robinson, who they were interested in. Um, I think it might be a name that maybe I haven't even put up yet. Um, and it might be a name that fans might not know right away. Um so I, th- I think we'll we'll see. Uh, it definitely won't be the first coaching uh, hire announced. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, I th- there is obviously don't want to give all of Nick's hot board away, but there was a a coach right now on the Jacksonville staff that is kind of in the same role as Will Harris is with the Chargers, where he could potentially leave before the season's over was Billy's D-line coach for all four years at Louisiana. So he's certainly a name to watch, but um, as Billy did with the, the the search for a DB coach, he might decide to target, interview somebody that he doesn't have ties with. Um, at the end of the day, you got to hire the best available candidate, right, Nick? Mm-hmm. You know. Talent acquisition business. That's uh, coaching staff as well. And then, obviously, uh, speaking of the talent acquisition business, that's going to be going down uh, a lot uh, this weekend from a recruiting standpoint, from a transfer standpoint. Uh, the Gators are going to have some recruits in town on official visits and a trio of transfers right now. Um, as we speak on Thursday night, who knows if that list is going to maybe grow uh, by a couple more guys. Um but you got a former Penn defensive lineman, uh, Joey Slackman, a uh, former Pitt defensive lineman, DeAndre Jules, and then a former Oregon defensive back, um, Bridges, all expected to officially visit the Gators 
So obviously those are positions of need for Florida um, at three key spots right there. I mean, mm-hmm. offensive line, defensive line, secondary. To me, that would be one, two, and three um, in terms of needs. Um, I think, like Nick said, there might be five or six needs here. Um, but that's a good start. And I, I'm sure, like we alluded to earlier, that there's probably a lot more going on behind the scenes because this staff uh, tries to keep a lot of their transfer offers and recruits recruitments under wraps. But at some point, the stuff is going to get out when these guys start coming on campus for official visits. So um, the Gators could use some commitments this weekend, Nick, from from high school recruits or transfer portal prospects. Fans, just like if a fan committed, sure, we'll take it. <laughs> no, just anyway. No, and I, I think like at this point, you know, you need some good news. I mentioned that I, I thought ETN, knock on wood, might be like the last like real bad negative news that Florida has here for a while. Um, and so if they can capitalize on this recruiting weekend and land a transfer, put themselves in position to land uh, some of these transfers, that's how you got to start to turn these turn the tide. And, you know, there, there's going to be – a lot of opportunities here in the next month to, you know, rectify this, Nick. And you gotta, you gotta go out and produce results and land more. Graham Mertz, Ricky Pearsall, Osiris Torrance, Montreal Johnson type transfers that can come in and help improve this roster. And you also got to hang on to your 2024 class, uh, which is not going to be easy by any stretch. Um, a lot of smoke out there. Nick and I won't get into it because that's uh, that's Corey and uh, Keith Arena. But um, obviously a lot to monitor is there, there as well, you know. So, but Nick, what, what's, what's on your docket now for the rest of the week? Oh, man. I, I'll be in uh... – Tallahassee this weekend uh, for the nephew's birthday. So working remotely uh, as Keith and Corey keep uh, everyone over on Gators online updated with what's going on. We'll have, I think, like you said earlier, three transfer portal visits, uh, a bunch of other official visits. um, And then Corey will be back up. We'll have midweek visits. And I think I'll be out there uh, next weekend as well for hopefully some more guys coming in like, and listen, Florida still needs more attrition. So, like, to just sign the signing class, um, unless, you know, you start losing guys from the signing class, um, you need to have more attrition. But like Zach said, I think in terms of the names, um, this was the, you know, the the big the big loss was uh, we've gotten gotten through the biggest losses. Yeah, I, I think this is uh, – they're through the worst of it. Now they got to start – creating some positive momentum to try to counter um, what's been some, you know, tough losses to the portal. Um, but, but at the end of the day, Ford has now got an opportunity um, to kind of address some of those needs now. So we'll see what they can do to finish that. want to give a shout out to uh, rogueshop.com before we get out of here uh, and go visit rogueshop.com Florida fans. If you have issues, sleeping, chronic pain and or anxiety and stress, Rogue Shop sells CBD, THC edibles, smokables, and vapes, as well as handcrafted bath salts, soaps, 
candles, and more. Rogue Shop is a true small business with five employees, and they make all of their products with their own cannabis grown in their manufacturing facility. Visit RogueShop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-S-H-O-P.com. And again, want to encourage all of you out there listening. Appreciate everyone joining live uh, and jumping in the comments section. Make sure that you guys like and subscribe. And also, head over to Gators Online. If you are not subscribed there, you can get in the door for $1. All this stuff that we've talked about, transfer portal visits this weekend, official visitors from the recruiting class of 2024, we're going to be all over it, uh, not just this weekend, but a few weeks to come here. And you guys don't want to miss any of it, so make sure just for a dollar you can get in the door this month. And uh, we promise you won't regret it. Isn't that right, uh, and, Yeah. And shout out to Bobby Inksler, the next Florida punter. Uh, Florida did get a commit on, 20, uh, on December 7th uh, from a punter. And punters are people, too. They are. They are. Um, trademark, copyright, Nick Del Torre. If you guys are thinking about printing <laughs> shirts, you better ask him for permission first. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, we'll see where this roster is at, where the where the additions have come, and um, how Florida is gearing up for early signing day. Uh, make sure you guys stay locked to GatorsOnline.com for all the latest UF coverage. For Nick Del Torre, I'm Zach Albaverde. We'll see you guys next week.